Hi, my name's Hudson, and I'm a geoholic. Hey, everyone. This is Nick with Bad Elf for another Geoholics Tech Minute. Today, I wanted to bring everyone's attention to a recent development with Esri uh, Field Collection uh, software. They recently just announced that uh, ArcGIS Field Maps will be coming out in its beta format soon. This new software from Esri combines collector, explorer, navigator, tracker, and workforce to create a simple map viewing and markup uh, app. It has high accuracy field data collection and inspection capabilities. It's battery optimized location tracking for your workforce management systems. You also have additional planning and task management and turn-by-turn -turn navigation. If you are an Esri uh, uh, field person right now and you use collector, survey one, two, three, things like this, uh, we have heard over the grapevine that all of your workflows, uh, feature classes, things like that will be able to be used in this new software. So that's good news. Always want to see innovation when we can. If you have any further questions about this, I absolutely recommend just Google searching ArcGIS field maps, or you can reach out to me at Nick. That's N-I-K at bad-elf.com. Thanks, everybody. You have a good one. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Aren't we supposed to keep these evergreen? Or... <laughs> Whatever time it is where you are, this is episode 46 of the Geoholics, also known as the Big Lee Smith episode. Big Lee Smith, huh? Yeah, that was his nickname, Big Lee. They were the Big League <laughs> name. <laughs> Lee was not only on my beloved, currently in first place, Chicago Cubs from 1980 to 1987, but he was also a seven-time All-Star three-time Rolaids Relief Man of the Year <laughs> Award Rolades. winner, four-time save leader, and, thank goodness, voted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame in 2019. In Cooperstown. Yep, yep, Big Lee. Join the Geoholics fan club. For every 25 bucks you contribute to the Geoholics GoFundMe account, you will receive an extraordinary <laughs> fan pack that now includes a T-shirt, a wristband, a sticker, a koozie, and compliments of our good friend Trent Keenan, a temporary tattoo. Absolutely. Yep, I can yep. confirm they work. Pretty freaking awesome, if you ask me. You know how I, uh, I despise the word fair, and I tell my kids, you know, don't ever use the words the word fair because nothing in life is fair mm -hmm. well today is not fair why because our guests have been up for at least eight hours <laughs> i'm still trying to figure out what freaking day it is i i've been up i've been up for four and a half <laughs> it's got an early start this morning yes you I did just to go back to what you were saying earlier big lee big lee yeah. does that sound like something very presidential big lee <laughs> We're winning bigly. Yeah, you could go that way with it for sure. Absolutely. I think he might have a trademark on that. Yep, he might. That opening song, of course, is uh, Run Like Hell from the one and only Pink Floyd. One of our guests today is Big Pink Floyd songs. We had to incorporate that. They are, of course, one of the most commercially successful and influential bands in popular music history. Um, Man, oh man. This band, I mean, they were inducted into the U.S. Hall of Fame in 1996 and the U.K. Music Hall of Fame in 2005. They have sold over 250 million records worldwide. And their records, uh, Dark Side of the Moon and The Wall, which, little factoid here, the, the Wall, that record, was one of the very first records I ever purchased as a kid. So again, aging myself, but <laughs> a couple of best-selling albums of all time. So um, let's get into this. Uh, shout out to our friends of the program. First, uh, we have Bad Elf GPS. Their website is bad-elf.com, and they are successfully developing high-accuracy GPS receivers for all-day data collection. And a special thank you to Dr. Nick Smolowski for his uh, Bad Elf Tech Minutes that we incorporate each and every week. Uh, mentioned that you heard about the Flex, which is their new receiver on the Geoholics, and receive $100 off your purchase and a kick-ass fitted Bad Elf hat, which I still haven't gotten yet. I'm pissed off. Next time we see him. Next time we see him. I know what's coming. Yeah. Uh, next up is Land Surveyors United, Justin Farrow, the largest global community of geomatics professionals on the Internet with 17,000 plus members at this point. He's, he's at 16,900. I just saw it. Uh-oh. Yep. So I, I was pre-gaming there. I'm just 
you know, preparing for next week when yep. he has that many. Yep. Uh, LandSurveyorsUnited.com. Go check it out. They have a page for us as well, the Geoholics. Uh, join it. Check it out. And it's a great community. LandSurveyorsUnited.com. Good guy, that Justin Farrell. One of our newest friends of the program, LIDAR News, the virtual home of the LIDAR industry. They strive to provide their readers and sponsors with the most current information about 3D laser scanning, LIDAR, unmanned aerial systems, and photogrammetry. The LIDAR News team focuses on the application of technology to solve 3D problems. You can check them out at LIDARnews.com. And then for the education moment, Parkland College, their land survey program in Champaign, Illinois. They have two schedule options, which provide opportunities to both traditional and working adults to achieve a certificate or associate's degree in land surveying. Who knows what their future holds of all this COVID area, but you can check out their program at parkland.edu slash surveying. Yep, and we've already mentioned this fine gentleman, but we have Diamondback Land Surveying, Mr. Trent Keenan good friend of the program. They specialize in residential, commercial, and public works projects. Their corporate office is located in Las Vegas, but they are licensed to work across the West. Also, proud sponsor and brand ambassador of Get Kids Into Survey. I've heard of that before. (laughs) You can find them at diamondbacklandsurveying.com. And of course, you can find Get Kids Into Survey at getkidsintosurvey.com. Is it G-K-I-S? I don't think that works. We'll find out here shortly. Uh, we better buy up the uh, rights to that one. <laughs> Hold them over a barrel. Right. And then we can't forget Advanced Geodetic Surveys, uh, AGSGPS.com. They have unbeatable deals on new and used equipment, equipment rentals, and supplies. If you go to AGSGPS.com slash shop and use the promo code GEO15, you'll get 15% off all regular priced field supplies, accessories, and safety equipments. Making the big time, boys. Good guys over there at AGS, no doubt. And I do have some big news. I mean, that's the end of our Friends of the Program for this week. But some big news. Next week, we're going to be announcing two new Friends of the Program. So I'm very, very excited about that. We're branching out, my friends. We're, we're making it. We are. Here we are in PJ's Beat Lab studio, hanging in the living room this morning in our underwear with our bed head. You can't see us, thank God. Um, Shoots and PJ are actually situated on the couch that I passed out on after episode 45. <laughs> it's, so, it's a little a, behind the scenes. It's a historic <laughs> landmark at this point. Curse of the corn. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Thanks for the hospitality that night, Jake. Of course. <laughs> I honestly forgot about that. <laughs> All right, let's catch up with the boys. Producer Jake, what's new, man? How's it going, guys? I'm um, doing really well. Uh, we kind of met- mentioned it before, and we've mentioned it in a couple other episodes, too, but we hit that 15K number. I haven't really said much about it yet, so that's a huge milestone, obviously, for a couple reasons. Just great for the for the, the progress, and then also the tattoo that we'll be seeing here soon. Um but yeah, and also it came with the perfect time for our one-year anniversary. So about a year ago, we were in Studio One messing around with some stuff we bought on Amazon and a soundboard from the back of my car. <laughs> and we've definitely made some upgrades since then. So it's been it's been a good ride. I mean, we've been, with the exception of maybe a week or two weeks, it's been every week for the last year. So um, definitely, if you go back and listen to those episodes, you can see the difference of how we put things together and just the, the how comfortable and in professional things are and everything is just very radio voicey now so a lot of good progress and it's been a lot of fun to learn a lot of things and i kind of sit back this is like a lecture for me <laughs> i sit back and listen to all this and just absorb as much as i can so we're gonna make a surveyor out of you yet and I, I, i'm gonna beat uh, big shoots to it producer jake we could not do this without you oh, so absolutely. thank you for everything you've done of course of course i'm proud of you guys and getting everything all squared away and all the, the steps that we're taking to um make sure this thing takes off the ground and we're we're off the ground for sure so to go with our n- usual you know weekly thing jake 200 percent raise what do you think what? You wow. right are that? you sure yep. yeah. thank you yeah. that's great <laughs> just like that hudson <laughs> hudson even knows you know 200 percent of zero is yeah zero. 200 <laughs> 200 times zero is zero, still zero <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, anyway. I, with the with this early morning show i i may have gotten out of bed early this morning and i was watching some korean baseball and uh <laughs> You were talking about Lee Smith earlier and your beloved Cubs. Did you see who's playing in the Korean League now? Lee Smith? Addison Russell. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. That's right. He I was, did hear that. He's on the like, Ki-Woom Heroes or something like that. Wow. I don't know. I don't know the names that well. But. I think he got run out of MLB for being like a wife beater or Alleged something. Alleged wife beater. Allegedly. Yes. I yes, didn't want to bring right. it up because that's, you know, yeah. not my style. But um, thinking back to, you know, reminiscing on the one-year deal, 
I can safely say that on the first episode, I said the Mets were a dumpster fire, and I'm going to strongly stand by that again this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that that's about all I got going on. How about you, Kent? Um, let's see. Well... I don't know if anybody, you know, those that are listening, we had a, uh, a, a, de- a train derailment accident here in Tempe yesterday, and uh, I got to drive by it today and check it out, and I'm like, holy crap, what a mess that is. Um, so lucky it wasn't much worse than what it was. There's was a lot of, uh, you know, cars on there that contained uh, flammable liquids and other, you know, hazmat type things. So what a mess, what a huge cleanup it's going to be. And uh, it was kind of shocking to see that this well, morning. So. Part of the bridge collapsed, right? Yep. Uh, just thank goodness, right on the south side of the lake. It's like right at the edge of the water, the bridge collapsed. Gotcha. But the bridge was built in 1912. So who knows? It was due um, for a renovation anyway. Well, yeah, I suppose. So, okay, cool. So our safety apparel geo share today is going to touch on work, how to work safely in the heat. I know a lot of people listening are in the, uh, <laughs> Marvin, can you uh, get it under control over there, buddy? Um, dog days of summer here, here in uh, Arizona, especially it was like 115 yesterday, 116 today, 116 tomorrow. It's freaking miserable. So just a couple things I want to remind people that are working outside is first and foremost, stay, stay hydrated, of course, drink plenty of fluids. And the goal should be to drink half your body weight in ounces of water. So I, in my case, I should drink a hundred ounces of water. So just do the math. And the thing is, you don't want to you don't want to start drinking water the day of that you're working outside. You're pre-gaming. You want, you want to be hydrating the day before. So keep that in mind. And of course, avoid dehydrating liquids like alcohol and coffee and tea and caffeinated soft drinks, which I know a lot of surveyors drink out in the field on a regular basis, hopefully not the alcohol, but it's not helping you. Wear protective clothing, of course, lightweight, like colored, loose fitting, and pace yourself. When you're working outside, I mean, get an early start as early as you possibly can and know your limits and, and take a break, most importantly. Get in the shade, get in the AC if you can, do whatever. Um, avoid getting sunburn, of course. You know, wear sunscreen and wear uh, a, a wide brim hat or a uh, hard hat with a wide brim. And eat smaller meals. Eat fruits and high that are high in fiber with natural juice and avoid high protein food. So just some things, reminders more than anything else to help everybody stay safe in the heat. Got some shoots? Look like no, you're I was just, say something when you there. said pace yourself and know your limits, it sounded like you were talking about surveying in the heat or drinking alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it could be looked at either way for sure. All right, let's get on with this. Um, we actually have a couple celebrities in the geo geomatics world with us this morning and that is of course elaine and ellie ball of get kids into survey among other things thanks for joining us ladies as you know as i know you guys juggle a lot of different things at any given time so we're we're glad you were able to join us this morning and work it out so thank you for being here hello these smiling faces so much good energy it's awesome it's gonna be a giggly show today boys it might be it might be let's do some really quick intros so i'm gonna let each of you just tell us your name which i've already given away but go ahead and do that um tell us what you're currently super passionate about and one last thing i want you guys each to share or you can share it about each other one thing that only your closest friends know about you because now we fall in that category so name passion and something about you that only one percent of people might know oh that's really hard i mean you could have told us that that question was going to come up nope nope not prepared for that one well okay so well i'm elaine i'm ellie and the reason one of the things that's quite interesting is quite a lot of people think we're the same person We get confused quite a lot because they're like, wait a minute, Ellie, Elaine, is it the same one? Anyway, so I'm Elaine. Um, A little bit about me. Um, So I started, so I'm really passionate about um, survey generally because of our father. So our father is actually a hydrographer and a mine surveyor. And we set up a company, or I should have said, I was just born then, but he set up a company many moons ago called Measurement Device Limited MDL and sold hydrography and uh, mine survey equipment. So we, we had a lot of things like borehole deployable cavity scanners. And so we have, we've got a few little things that we've, we've done with those. And uh, I became managing director when I was age 27, which I absolutely scared myself to death, or should I say it was very scary looking after, I was, I was okay with surveyors and also 
you know, sales and marketing people, but then I had all these production guys and engineers I had to look after. So I was like, oh my God. And I was always like, oh, what do I do with this lot? Anyways, cut a long story short, when we sold the business, um, some of you guys will probably know some of the equipment. Uh, we have the it's the what's called the Dynascan mobile mapping system, and we rebadged that. We white labeled it to Trimble, and it's now the MX2 system, so the mobile mapping system. Um, and then the other little ones to dip in there is the Geo7X series at Trimble. That used to be our laser ace system, so we integrated that with the, with Trimble's kit. So it's quite a lot of history tied in there. Um, then I set, went off and did set up uh, Elaine Ball Technical Marketing, which is now just Elaine Ball Limited, or as you've probably seen on Instagram, uh, the Geospatial Marketeer. So, um, and it's a consultancy specializing in um, marketing and sales consultancy and doing for surveyors and equipment resellers. So I specialize in two areas, um, providing the doing bit and also providing the consultancy bit. Very cool. Ellie, I, uh, I know you're also a bit of an overachiever. Tell us about uh, your roles in Elaine Ball Limited. And I know you're involved with the Association of Geographic Information. And I also want to talk to you or just give you the opportunity to share a little bit about Pop-Up Harrogate. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that as well. Um, okay. So, well, my background before um, joining my sister and working in marketing, um, I was a photographer for interior design and, and architecture. So I kind of came into the industry, even though I'd grown up with sort of surveying around with my dad and my sister and my brother sort of in the industry. Um, I got more into photography and then I, I learned a lot about 3D modeling and learned SketchUp and got obsessed with it that way. Um, and then I started working for Elaine and, and started doing a few sort of um, marketing projects and contracts and things like that and kind of got hooked. Um, and then obviously when the opportunity to came, come around to do the Get Kids Into Survey stuff, that's when I was like, wow, this is really fun because it's creative, it's fun, it's, you know, get to make cartoons and, and do some really cool stories and actually really shake things up a bit. So, um, so yeah, so that's my sort of main working life, I suppose. Um, I also, yes, I'm on the board of the Association of Geographic Information, which is um, a UK-based association, um, one of the many kind of, you know, obviously with, with surveying there's lots of different types of associations this is very geographic information specific um, and I'm sort of just on the board just to sort of help out I'm essentially a volunteer and I help them with their sort of communications and things um, and then finally yeah so pop-up Harrogate so I actually started this just before lockdown um, I've, I'm really passionate about community and, and sort of getting to know local sort of independent little companies and helping yeah helping the local community really so I wanted to start a pop-up market in our local town and bring together lots of creatives and um, independent little shops and online businesses and have them all in a really great little market space. Um, and it was scheduled for the end of March and we did the whole like, you know, drive to have it come out at the end of March. And then of course lockdown hit and I had to cancel it. And so um, I have gone, it is on obviously hold still. Um, and we don't know when obviously I can, I can re, re go back to it. But, um, but yeah, so that's my little side project like, bit of fun that I'm, I'm working on as well yeah that's pretty cool and uh elaine uh did you i don't did you touch on uh, topo dot i'm curious what your involvement is with that as well yeah so <laughs> so um with any type of marketing consultancy um even if we're like cause we do retainer work for people um i like to set them up so they get to learn and understand the whole marketing process so they have it in-house because there's nothing worse than relying on a, a marketing consult or a consultant generally um so i met ted ted actually knew us many moons ago i think he came to visit the mdl office in aberdeen in the 90s um because he he used to be the president of the rigel usa office oh yeah Anyway, um, so I met up with him about three and a half years ago and he said to me, Elaine, we want you to come and do our marketing. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. We can come and have a look at that. So I started off three years ago. <laughs> I'm still there. <laughs> I, he won't let me go. Um, so we've, I've literally went in there, looked at everything from his marketing perspective, axed a lot of stuff and then started afresh. And built it up and built it up and built it up. So my role at Topa.now now is I look after sales and marketing for the company. Um, so even though they're still a retainer client and they're a wonderful retainer client, of course, um, 
they I've sort of they've retained my services pretty much all the time um, so they get a big chunk of my time and my team's time to do implementation and consultancy um, and the great thing about it is um, I love the product because mm. it's so good it's just brilliant so that helps if you're selling something that you sure. actually believe in it so uh, and also Ted has got the same culture as like what we had as family business and he's just like, yeah, let's just do it. He's such an innovator. So you're like, you're like, right, let's try this. And it's great for us because we get to try new tech, new marketing and sales techniques. To t we can test it out on him. Hmm. So, you know, it doesn't matter if, you know, we spent a few thousand dollars and it didn't quite get right. But then I know now then what we need to do next. And it's just, it's a fabulous, it's a fabulous thing to do. So, yeah, I'm quite honored to be working with him. So two questions. First of all, what did your parents do to raise two overachieving <laughs> women like yourselves? That's pretty impressive. Well, there's actually four of us all together. Are they all, <laughs> is everybody an overachiever or, what, or is it just you two? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> My brother's into drones. He does a lot of drone work. Um, he's very much all over the place with cool things, does a lot of CNC machine stuff. And okay. um, and then my our other sister actually lives in Pensacola in Florida. And she has been on TED Talks. She's, wow. <laughs> she's, she went for mayor. I think she went for mayor of Pensacola. She was saying, <laughs> like, I am going to go for mayor of Pensacola. She's that crazy. Um, we're probably the karma too. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. I'm the karma, one out of the four. But that's just because I was the baby. So I was just like, they were all just crazy all the time. And I was just like, I can't get work. Do you want to run yeah. for mayor on a whim? Well, yeah. yeah, let's let's sign Jacob to run for mayor of Tempe. <laughs> he should. <laughs> the mayor. If anybody knows my fa our father Steve Ball, um, some people will know him from, especially from the mining and hydrography sides. Yeah. He is a very charismatic, almost I would say he's eccentric. Mm -hmm. He'd come out with so his personality is just nuts. Um, Pob did a really good write up on him a few years ago. You know when they were doing the um, the like different different industry leaders and they did one on like Dr. Rigel and they did one on like all these different people. They did one on dad and it was really good. Um, but he's very, yeah, crazy. Cra I would say he, my father is definitely crazy. He was very hard to work for. He'd never give me a bloody pay rise. So, um, I had to work <laughs> it and, you know, I had to prove myself. That was the thing with working with my dad. Mm. And it was funny when I was doing the, we did, I did a load of workshops for Trimble and, um, for their geospatial division. And so I flew all around the world with stuff. And there was a couple of people that I was told, you know, you might you might struggle with this person. Oh. And I'm like, really? Nobody can be as hard as my dad. And nobody was. Yeah. Nobody was as hard as my dad. Well, so he did something right, that's for sure. That's <laughs> Got for him sure. prepared. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so let's before we get into get kids into surveys, there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about there, but let's if you guys would just kind of talk briefly about the status of surveying in the UK. Um, I think I know the answer to some of these questions, but I want to hear it from somebody who's close to, to the situation. I mean, do you guys face the same challenges that we do in the States, you know, such as like an, an aging profession, uh, lack of youth, lack of mentoring, minimal education opportunities. And I mean, quite honestly, all of it leading to a shortage of skilled workforce. Do you guys face those same challenges? Yeah, no, absolutely hit the nail on the head there. Um, the thing is with the UK market, I mean, I'm not speaking speaking from a surveyor day to day on the ground, but mm -hmm. literally from, you know, hearing stuff um, and talking to different people, it is the same problem. I think the, um, the baby boomers are all retiring. Um, the new kids that are coming in, I mean, Erin, who's just started working for us, she's a geography graduate. Mm. She never heard of that Newcastle University or UEL do geography, do um, survey courses. Um, and it goes down to marketing, to be fair, and the lack of it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, I mean, the, the, the courses here, especially like, you know, the universities, they're all like geomatic. They've got really weird terminology that nobody in the general Joe blogs will understand. Geomatics, what's that, you know? So this is one of the reasons. Um, and also they're not promoted earlier and younger. Um, and that's <laughs> what we're going to talk about with the get kids, but yep. um, that's a big issue. I think... Um, yeah, I, I think that there's definitely opportunity. There's definitely some good stuff out there. There's, you know, with the survey associations and stuff here in the UK, it's just the general Joe public just don't understand it. So when kids leave college or uni, they don't know it's what it's about. I mean, Erin just said to me earlier today that 
she did a geography degree and she said that they did do some leveling i think it was or something. yeah she, she did some some sort of survey like um mm-hmm. in her course but she didn't realize that was a job in itself yeah she just thought that that was one type of thing that the, she had to do as a geographer hmm. um so yeah so it's really there's not even education within the geography subject or when yeah. you're in university there's no understanding of the different careers that you can go into and, and a lot of people as you know like will either go into surveying because it's sort of through their family or someone they know, or it'll be because they fell into it from another degree. Yeah. You know, they were sort of, they just found out about it while they were studying or it was like, a, yeah. yeah, a backup course or something. So the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you guys have uh, do you have STEM programs there? Yeah. Like, yeah. You do. Okay. So just real quick, I'm going off tangent here just a little bit. We had uh, four ladies on, uh, when was it? Tuesday? I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Texas and they are over the STEM program in Texas. And we mentioned you guys to them and they are so excited to connect with you guys. So, so we're going to, I know we're getting off tangent here just a little bit, but just FYI, look for an email with an introduction. Um, yep. And that's what that's going to be all about. So I thought we were going to Jerry Springer and be like, and here they are. Here they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and I, I, I think we may have gotten past something that I want to go back to with uh, Elaine and a recent video I saw of one of our own. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Delphi Delph himself, oh, yeah. GeoJabber. You guys didn't mention that. We did. GeoJabber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to. Yeah. Tell and us. another friend of the program, Mr. Phil F, was on there in the yeah. past. <laughs> yeah, Phil. Yeah. Phil and Booty. <laughs> yeah, Booty's got to be on there. He's just a gem, that pony. Yeah, it was, it was a great time. And the GeoJabber thing, I think, is genius. And I love that platform. It was awesome. I had a great time being on. So thank, thank you for that. It was a blast. Is it just Instagram at GeoJabber? I don't, I don't. I'm not with it with the kids. Yeah. So hip. it's the it's the new podcast. Well, it's not a podcast, is it? It's a it's a live video stream that we're doing every Tuesday at 8:30 a.m. Pacific time. Um, and uh, we just set it up a few weeks ago, really just to build the community, because one of the things that is really important about surveying is the community. So, um, and joining forces like you guys and all the other different people all around the world, it's just awesome. And what's been amazing is I've had direct messages come through the Geospatial Marketeer Instagram page saying, oh my God, this is so valuable. Um, And listening to different surveyors from all around the globe, and I'm like, wow. And the, you know, each each week I keep posting it and the the number of impressions just keeps going up and up and up. And it's not just about impressions because they're vanity metrics. It's about then what they're doing, if they're saving it or sharing it or asking questions. Um, you know, so it's just gold. So thank you so much, Kent, for coming on that because that was just brilliant. Yeah, it was a blast. And his hair was on point for that video i gotta say it was raging that day uh, even jake had to mention it so that was a that was a big deal hey i was in need of a haircut at the time come don, on don crow hair guy comes through yet again <laughs> with the kingsbury uh, special exactly all right let's get into uh get kids into survey um i mean quite honestly so i i believe you guys started that in around what 2017 is that right yeah yeah so I mean, in my opinion, it's probably like the best thing that's happened to the profession in the last 10 years. And if you ask me what the best thing was before that, I couldn't even tell you just because it's, it's so, it was so outside the box and so badly needed. And, you know, it's got such great uh, momentum going right now and just making these connections, like, you know, introducing you to these ladies in Texas. I mean, that's going to build that. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's awesome. So, I mean, first of all, I mean, I'm curious, let's go back to that. You know, what, what led you guys to, you know, take that that leap of faith per se? And what was the goal when you started? No goal. <laughs> so, um, well, so I was working with a cartoonist anyway for Topodot. And we came up, you've probably seen him, Professor Topo. Mm-hmm. And because uh, software is so boring. And I was like, we need to do something different. And I said to Ted about, you know, doing something. He said, oh, we could have a cartoon character. Let's call him Professor Topo. So this was like, oh, so I already had the cartoon in, you know, what we're doing. Um, and then um, so the Survey Association asked me, said, oh, would you, we had an AGM coming up in the November, time, yeah, I think yeah. it was. And they said to me, um, oh, would you like to put some marketing material about your workshops and your courses and stuff that you do for surveyors into the AGM packs? And I went, nope, because they won't read that stuff. So I says, um, cause I just don't go, that, don't, don't go down that route. And um, I says, but I'll tell you what I will do. There was 350 
a surveyor is going to this conference, uh, AGM, and I said, I'll do you a poster. I will design an A1 poster. What's that in American size? Uh, big yeah big poster big poster <laughs> as you know big poster um <laughs> 24 by 36 24 by 36 okay. yeah. um and i will do a countryside piece with um hydrography in there i'll have a couple of twig points in there um and just bits and pieces uh the odd dinosaur i think we had a bull in there as well mm -hmm. chasing the surveyor but anyway um so i sort of did that and I contacted some of my friends in industry, um, Dave Bennett being one of them from Topcon, his manager director for Topcon UK. And I just sort of said to him, you know, can I, I need to raise some money, I need to raise thousand pounds um, to help me design this and get this printed and I'll give it to all the surveyors and then your logo's on it and it will go out and it's for the kids because, you know, the surveyors don't know what to say to their children about what they do and I thought this is a really nice thing to do. So that's how it started and it was hilarious because we went to the AGM and we had we had them on the seats in the packs but we also had some of the posters on the um, side didn't we next to the coffee and every so often somebody would come along and slyly just take one off the coffee table and like keep it. <laughs> and we're like wow um, and I thought ah that's got their attention hasn't it. Um, so it's that sort of went and then at the end we had like Jacobs come up to us and we had uh, a couple of other the bigger survey um, companies and construction right. companies saying, Can we have a box of these like sure you can have a box well we're going to schools next week and these would be great for us to use so we did that didn't think anything else of it and we thought oh, what a nice thing to do because it was all about what I could give back as a marketeer a geospatial marketeer to the industry so me and Ellie sort of brainstormed and that's how we did it. And then we had people say to us, can you do some more? And we were like, yeah, okay, sure. So we came up with Antarctica poster and it went viral. It went absolutely nuts. And we, we, I think we had, I don't even know how many we produced, 1,500, 2,000 posters. Wow. And um, we did it. And again, my close about five or six different sponsors came through Leica being one of them Trimble um, and they sort of said in a couple of survey companies and then I put it online then so the other one wasn't online I put it online well a German publication I can't remember their name came on and said can we write an article about you I'm like yeah sure they wrote this article which was a three-page article in a German survey company survey mm. publication and we were inundated with emails in German about the posters wow. <laughs> so we were like i think we've touched a nerve <laughs> yeah google translator came through handy there <laughs> yeah yeah definitely so i mean I, and i kind of i kind of liken what you guys did with that to i mean our, the podcast to be honest with you you know like we first started this we're like oh let's just have some fun you know and at this point it's kind of taken on a life of its own much like get kids yeah. into survey has what so you really didn't have a goal in the beginning I'm sure you probably have a goal now. What, yes. how, how, has that, how has that vision changed? Massively. Well, I think what, after those first two posters, it was where, that's when the NSPS, um, Tim yeah. Birch got in touch with Elaine and had that meeting. And then it was like, we, th we, were, we, you know, we love what you're doing. Can we like, what can we do to like be a part of this? So they became our distributor in the US. And that's when it really took off because obviously they were doing so much work sending out all the posters to everyone and we've now covered every single state of getting our posters out there and it's that's just been incredible and I think just from that I suppose even six months or whatever of them doing that we realized wow this is really something that we could take and make it into its own business yeah. um, so it was I was coming to the end of um, my contract the marketing contract that I was working on at the time and Elena was like right this is the time we have to like just go for it now or it'll just sort of flail and go away yeah. um so we really need to do it now you know if we're going to do it so i decided like i came on board to do it as my full-time thing and and just yeah and then we sort of again we were like obviously i was like oh, i'm doing this all the time let's just do everything yeah. um so we we started you know again we did have some plans in place but we kind of got a bit too carried away we got giddy um and then i'd say this last year we've definitely been uh you know structured a bit more structured and yeah. um they got our plans in place for you know going forward um with with everything as well so it's it's really exciting um and now just to see the the amount of traffic and people that are still like so interested and want to do more and more so yeah and you have a staff now as well right it's more than just the two of you no there's eight of us 
Yeah. There's eight, there's yeah. five. Yeah, we've got staff of five, um, no, six, and then we've got two subbies as well. So, um, yeah, so full time, well, pretty much um, the group has expanded. <laughs> but, but like the two new ones, this, they just started, Erin started last week, and then um, Leanne starts in September, full time, you know, on, the, on it. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of, it's got a lot more structure and just the strategies we've put in place. Like the brand ambassadors, for example, that is a big strategy for us because they're the guys, anybody can become a brand ambassador, anybody. And it's those guys and girls that are going into schools or even just they just want to be a brand ambassador because they want to shout about surveying. Mm -hmm. And we give them resources, presentations, posters, just merchandise, stuff that they can get their hands on and then they can give out. I mean, we've got a new brand ambassador, bless him, in uh, what's he called? Sonawabi. Sonawabi? In South Africa. And he just sent me a message and he says, I want to be a brand ambassador. And he says, I'm going into schools all the time and I'm a surveyor, uh, you know, and he said, he said to us, can we, can I get the logo? And we're like, yeah. So we sent him the brand ambassador logo. Mm. Next minute, he's got loads of t-shirts printed and handing these (laughs) t-shirts out to kids. Oh my God. Parents and all sorts. So from a local perspective, it's brilliant because we can't, we, no matter how much marketing we do with it, it has to come from the community to get kids into survey. So yeah. these brand ambassadors are so important for the growth of this, um, you know, getting in there. So this is one of the big things that we're pushing is the, the brand ambassadors. Such a clever yet simple name, get kids into survey. That's great. And yeah. you guys, the website is fantastic. Uh, as we've mentioned, social media, you're using it, you're savvy, you're with it. Um, I, I can honestly say you're light years ahead of me on that, and <laughs> that's not saying much. But um, the resources, it's not only to surveyors, but to teachers, parents, students. Uh, I am one of those three, and I have another one of those three at home. Um, and, you know, just, just being around the people that I deal with in this industry, he's getting his... It would have been feet wet of just yeah. understanding what a surveyor is more than anybody else would be. But you guys are doing these posters, coloring books, uh, even have like all the comics of everybody drawn. You know, a few might be edited here soon. Um, you know, how how are you guys using all of this with the brand um, to to promote the profession to to get kids into survey? It's the name. I know it's simple, and I sound like an idiot saying that, but. Uh, you know how how is that all tying together and and the the efforts building globally and that's that's the part that blows my mind is the global factor of it that you're saying south africa obviously we're in america you guys are in england um did the uh australian people mention these guys as well yeah say that yeah oh man they're everywhere so Yeah. yeah like how is how is this thing what's what's the 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 plan moving forward what's the the end goal i don't want to say end goal but the future goal so obviously like from from the beginning to now it's been all you know surveyors and industry professionals going out there going to careers fairs going into school so they're they have been our link into schools because we have no background in education so that's been the massive learning curve for us, I think learning about the education yeah. world and like, how do we get into schools like directly? Um, and we just so happened to stumble upon our comic book writer who happens to be a teacher. He's written curriculum. He's amazing, Matthew Sullivan. Um, so yeah, so he's he was brought on board to write our comic book, but also, you know, soon became our writer for, for everything, for doing lesson plans and things like that. So our, our plan moving forward is obviously to carry on the sort of engagement from the industry into schools but also to uh, work with different organizations educational organizations and like geography associations around the world to um, essentially give our materials to those organizations to then distribute to teachers and to schools as well Um, and obviously the most important thing of course like the posters are fun the comic books really fun to read and engaging but it's not just you know, a fun, engaging story that happens to mention surveyors and surveying terminology. We're also writing curriculum and lesson plans to go with all of this material. So by the time, you know, at the moment, we've got the comic book coming out um, in POB magazine every month, and we've just finished chapter two. So we'll be going into chapter three. Um, 
the, the full comic book is going to be um, six chapters. And once we've got that full comic book written, um, that's when we'll write the curriculum to go with it so that these books can actually be in school libraries and teachers can teach lesson plans for it or the kids can rent the library, you know, from, you know, rent the book from the library and then do it at home with their parents. And it's super easy and fun. And and they could just read it for fun or they could do the fun activities and lesson plans that go with it. And it hits all the key things that teachers need to teach the kids anyway, because that's the biggest thing that we've learned um, is that we can't just produce lesson plans for the sake of making a lesson plan for teaching kids about surveying or just geography. It has to tick all the boxes of math, English, you know, science, um, all the things that, you know, you learn in elementary school and, and middle school too. Um, so yeah, so, so that's the important thing is that Matt, you know, he is an elementary school teacher, so he can touch on all those key topics. Um, and also the kids are learning about surveying and geography and, and all the great terminologies. I got to yeah. say that name drop game was strong. Matthew <laughs> Sullivan just <laughs> dropped it right in That's there. Right. Uh, one. Really <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys, you mentioned elementary school and middle school. Is there like an ideal age that you're aiming for? Yeah. So we are, we sort of target all stuff to like eight to 12 year olds. Um, but Matt, who, you know, is our teacher. So he's been, obviously we've been in lockdown. The teachers here, um, have still been teaching kids, but only the key workers kids. I'm not sure what it's like in the States. So he's um, been teaching kids from the age of seven to 11. So the whole group of, of well, that's our primary school. Is that, That's our age for primary school, which is elementary school, I suppose, and a bit of middle school. Um, so he's been teaching a big group. And he says all of them are completely engaged with these lesson plans. Like I wouldn't say there's a particular age in that group. But yeah, so our target age is age 12 because they're, they're obviously engaged in it. They, you know, it's fun, it's exciting, and it's project-based and investigation and, and things like that. Yeah. But also we're catching them before they get into high school when they have to actually choose subjects. So they're learning about things that they could then associate geography and math and science to, you know, in, in, in as a career, as, as a job that they might not know otherwise. So I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a business opportunity here. Oh boy. Yeah. Here, here it is. No. Get preteens into surveying. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the sequel to get kids into survey? <laughs> get, yeah, get teens into survey. Yeah, exactly. Part two. Yeah. So the comic, <laughs> the, the comic series. That's is that the Geo Squad? Is that what you guys are calling that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Super cool. And I, I did see on the website. There's a couple other things that really uh, piqued my interest. Uh, survey Fest. If you guys could talk a little bit about that. And the other thing I saw was the Get Kids into, into Survey Education Fund. If you guys could talk about those two things really quick, that'd be great. Yeah, so SurveyFest, we, we launched that last year as sort of a trial. Let's see how this will go. So essentially, the, the whole idea around of it is how can we really tie um, people in the profession, surveyors, geospatial experts, um, br actually bring them into schools and do workshops with kids um, and, and do, do like a fun day where the kids rotate through different types of workshops, like surveying-related workshops or math workshops that are obviously related to surveying. Um, so yeah, so we trialed it last year and it was a bit nuts. Yeah. Um, we definitely quickly learned that doing something in a school is quite difficult. Yeah. Um, in the UK, there's like, if you're not security checked or whatever, you can't just roam the halls. Mm. You can't go to the toilet. Yeah, without, like, without someone chaperoning you. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we got a little bit like, yeah, it was a bit crazy. And then also we learned a lot about actually teaching kids and obviously oh the, the size that we can handle and yeah. the size that we can Oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God, I couldn't be a teacher. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, I can I, I can totally relate. We've talked about it before. Like, um, so we've we've participated in administering the Boy Scout Survey Merit Badge, and yeah, yeah. the first time we did it, I think we had like 30, 40 kids or something, and it became evident very quickly that that's way too big of a group, <laughs> way kids, too big yeah. of a group because you can't be effective. So then we learned from that, and the next time we did it, we we limited it to twenty people. You know, so I can totally relate to what you're saying. So what about the what about the education fund? Talk about that. Yeah, oh, education. education. So we, yeah, so obviously we set this all up and then we started getting people come to us and say, we want to give you money. We want to donate <laughs> to um, get kids into survey. So we had um, the FIG, um, they had their conference in uh, Vietnam last Vietnam. year and they did a charity. John Ho Ho, John Ho, -Ho did a charity um, event and um, part of the money went to get kids into survey, That's which we were like so grateful for. It's amazing. That was with Trimble. That was with Trimble, yeah. yeah. Um, so we were like, wow, okay, we need to 
we need to obviously put together this education fund and make it into something like our charity arm that that money specifically will go into um the long-term plan is for it to go into scholarships um so at the moment that still hasn't quite grown yet into its own thing but we've got that sort of on the side um Mm -hmm. that we're sort of you know working on developing and and getting a bit better better plan in place yeah it goes back to our morals in the beginning because i did this for free so Mm -hmm. and i mean like going back to the antarctica poster my postage bill because i didn't charge for the postage then yeah i just gave it all free i thought oh well it doesn't matter i'll just ship it it's fine and my postage bill in may was like Fifteen hundred pounds, two thousand dollars, and I thought wow. I'm going to go bankrupt. Wow. <laughs> so it was, so that it was a tricky one because I did speak to Dave at Topodot about it, and he says uh, not Topodot, Dave at um, Topcon, and he sort of said, "Well, you've got to make the decision if you're going to turn it into a business or not." And I thought, hmm, "How can I do this?" Mm. And that's what we thought. Well, if we had a charity arm, then we can build on that and have scholarships because that would be just great, wonderful. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic idea. And I'm curious, I don't, I don't know how this works, but let's say somebody from the States wanted to make a monetary donation specifically to the Get Kids in the Survey Education Fund. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm sure you're not going to turn down the money. Second of all, um, can that be a, a tax write-off if you're donating to, I, I don't know how here. that works. It is here. You can just send it to Big Shoots, care of uh, the yeah. <laughs> We'll make sure the money gets to the right place. <laughs> I, I'm just curious with this Geo Squad, your comic series. Do you guys have a theme song for those guys? No, we don't, but we definitely need one. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a side project for us, boys. <laughs> uh, really good, really good. Um, so I, I've noticed, like, on, especially like on your Instagram um, accounts. The, the branding side of things is something that is very, very important to you and you're very passionate about it. Um, talk to us a little bit about the importance of branding and really not just like professional branding, but I think there's such a thing as personal branding as well. Yeah. Okay. So there's a, there's a couple of so notice. There's a couple of name dropping coming up here. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So branding generally is massively important, and it's a subject that is um, I'm divvying up at the moment. Uh, if you notice on the Geo Marketeer yep. Instagram page, um, so people, one of the things I'm putting out each month is different topics um, for surveyors and also equipment manufacturers and resellers. Um, and building a brand is all about you know how does it feel? What does it look like? Why do you, why are you attracted to say uh, Topcon over say um, Leica or Trimble for equipment or something or a specific surveying company over another surveying company? So that's really important from a sort of the business perspective, but massively important for the person. And I've always pushed this forever, and that, this is why I used to push my staff about it. And people get a bit weird about it because like. Um, if you take certain people and they've got charismatic energy, they've got good energy, they're good for your brand in general, you want to push that person. But the fear starts tapping in and people think, oh, but somebody might mm. poach them. Well, no, no, not necessarily. They don't do it. It depends on your culture and if they like you and, you know, you look after that person. Um, so there's sort of, you, you know, how you look at that. That's why some people are a bit like shy away from pushing their employees. But the reverse and the positive effect is that it has a massive boost for your business. So, like, if you just take Trent, for example, at Diamondback Surveying, I mean, he contacted Ellie and he's like, can we turn all our staff into cartoon characters? And we're like, yeah, sure. So he's now branded all his team and he can use them team characters to promote them as brands and people start associating them of course they're an avatar but associate with that person now a really good person to have a look at and you've got to get this guy on your show is robert martin so if you look him up on youtube it's surveying with robert and this guy is awesome he cracks me up i love him to bits anyways but he has um he has got the brand just absolutely perfect. Now, he resells Trimble equipment. Um, he works out of NEI in Louisiana. Um, and he has got this, he, he was sick and tired of sort of training, well, not sick and tired, but you know, training all these different people on how to use different Trimble pieces of equipment. And so how can I train more people? Because it was the same repeat questions that people were asking him. So he says, I'll just do a YouTube channel. Brilliant. So now, if you when you start watching these YouTubes, you will start wetting yourself because um, he has he sets himself up so it's actually 
he might be talking to himself, looking at himself. So there's two Robert Martins sitting in the same room talking to each other. Then there's one really funny one, which has got the SX-10, and it comes in like, um, not Star Wars, um, uh, Doctor Who, Doctor Who in the UK. <laughs> and it sort of comes in, and it's just fabulous. And and he says what it's done is, it's one, it's educational. Two, it's got, um, it's, helped my customers and it's helped him sell more equipment but three he's a brand Mm -hmm. he's become this strong brand that people know you know and they might not have trimble kit but they're like oh wow this is really interesting and i get it and i and he's a surveyor so massive double bonus and he's just a fabulous guy who you trust he wouldn't sell you anything if he didn't think it would was right for you in the beginning so from a branding perspective, I've just put, put a post on today, actually, on the stories on, on my uh, Instagram page. Um, so things like that, massive. And you guys, Geoholics, I mean, you guys as people need to be out there because one of your voices are very distinctive. And that's a big brand element. And two, the Geoholics, you know, building that up as a brand mixed together in your marketing communications, massive, massive bonus. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Robert. You actually put me in touch with him like via LinkedIn oh, yeah. probably a month or two ago. And yeah. uh, we had a, I don't know, probably a 20-minute phone conversation. And we just connected, connected. And we're, yeah. we're definitely going to be doing something with him. You know, he's going to come on the show as soon as he uh, can find time to do so. And just like you, you couldn't have described the guy any better. He, he's great. You know, he's got amazing passion for the profession, uh, super creative, and is you know, just like uh, almost like a cartoon character, you know, I mean, he's definitely a brand himself. So yeah, that's really cool. So what, I'm just curious. So what's, what's next for you guys? I mean, what are you excited about and what can people do to help you reach, uh, reach your next goal? <laughs> they don't have enough going on. What's more? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So obviously like the first one and the easiest one is like the brand ambassadors, like we talked about before. So obviously anyone could be a brand ambassador. They just have to be passionate about being like in the industry and they want to share that with, next generation with their colleagues with their friends um so obviously we we promote them they promote us and it's sort of like a you know building that community and on a global scale um and and then obviously being a sponsor so getkin survey is solely solely funded by um the industry there's no like government funding or anything like that so obviously to stay afloat we need the help of like the industry to support us and obviously in return we support them with the promotions and the marketing and the fun characters mm. making those brands for them as well um so yeah so obviously that's really great and and what's also cool about now now that we've introduced the lesson plans is that when someone's sponsoring their character in a poster that's also related to the activities and the lesson plans that go with that poster um and and the same with the comic so Obviously, the comic strips out um, once a month, and we get sponsors involved with that. And um, and then when we come to doing the the, the full like physical comic book, um, we'll be looking at doing activities for that as well, like full on sort of you know surveying yeah. related activities that people can get involved with and get a bit more creative. Um, so we have we have three already, don't we? We have Siler, yeah. um, they're in they're in St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. um, they're in St. Louis, and then we also have um, Topodot in Florida, and we have somebody else. Who do we have? We've got three already. Who's the other one? Uh, Rigel. Rigel, yeah. So we've got Rigel, and the Austrian guy is also based in Florida and in Austria. Mm-hmm. So they're the activities that are going inside the comic um, book itself for when we come to sell that. Hopefully Christmas, but early, hopefully mid next year, if not just depending on the coronavirus situation. Sure, yeah. yeah. And, you know, now that I think about it, you mentioned Trent, and, I mean, the guy takes branding to a whole other level, which I absolutely love. He actually sent us stickers of his dogs who you guys <laughs> put in character. You sent us stickers, yeah. So we put that on our, our equipment boxes and stuff like that. But, yeah, it is so yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, that's the big thing. It's like they, they, you know, your character. So when people a sponsor want to be a sponsor and they want to have a character it's not just we don't just choose a character and like there you go we work with those sponsors yeah. like what do you want what represents your company we kind of make them like a company mascot or yeah. just a mascot that represents whatever they want really um so obviously trent wanted his dogs as yeah. the main mascot so so he got them in the you know in the poster but then they've also appeared in the comic strip so i think in chapter two maybe the ep- second episode or something you'll see the dogs in the background in the playground with uh, some survey kit yeah so <laughs> yeah so you'll see the characters pop up around different places which is fun and, and what were the dogs names i know one was diesel i don't remember the other yeah. one yeah 
I can't remember. Because I tried to talk my wife into naming Hudson Diesel, and that just did not that go didn't over work, well. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think, I think the, um, just to add to that is just with the sponsors is, and this, again, goes back to branding. Um, people start, there's a few people that would just want to be, just want to have a flag on the poster. That's fine. Give us some money, flag, poster. that's not a problem. Right. But where the value is added for the, for the sponsor is the character because they become known or the, the character becomes known so well in the poster that kids remember it. So just think of yourselves, you know, take yourselves back to school of the things that you remember from school and you think, God, yeah. And this is why, like, you know, it's so important and tying that in and people are starting to understand that now and getting the connection between that, because as this gets bigger and bigger and bigger, these characters are going to become more and more famous. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if you're familiar with the Bad Elf guys, but check out their website, bad-elf.com. And they are doing some things with a character that they have. And now, like you said, that character shows up on their hats. It shows up everywhere, you know, and they're doing so many many different things with it. So when somebody becomes a sponsor or an ambassador and they get a caricature made, are they on every poster from here on out? Or is it just for one poster? Or how does that whole thing work? Just, just for one poster. So they pay for it per poster of what their character, but obviously once their character's been made, yep. then it's been made and we make them a character spotlight on the website and they might appear randomly on the website depending yeah. on uh, what we've got going on. And obviously okay. we'll do the continuous sort of social media spotlights and things like that. And um, and then again, on like through the lesson plans and we've got like question and answers that go with the poster and the coloring sheets. So they, they keep appearing throughout yeah. our material. And, yeah. how, and how often are you guys releasing new posters? So obviously pre pre COVID, um, we were doing yeah. four um, four or five a year. Um, we've done three this year so far, mm-hmm. um, and we've got another two before the end of the year. Um, so things are starting starting to get a little bit more back to normal. Yeah. Um, so we can sort of pick up the pace a little bit more again now and get a little bit more of a plan in place. But we've got um, in October environment uh, based poster. Um, which is obviously really relevant and, and right now as well. Uh, and then a transport focused one before Christmas. Yeah. Well, all I can say is congratulations guys for creating something that was incredibly badly needed for the profession and you've stuck with it and it's getting amazing traction. And if there's anything that we can do, just let us know because we want to support the cause as well. No, thank you so much. Besides getting the name out there, of course. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do this one. I'm gonna throw it sideways at everybody this time. There's two of you guys together. So uh, the question we ask everybody is do you have a mantra that you live by? And instead of asking you guys individually, is there a mantra that get kids into survey has to live by? Almost like a mission statement, I you guess. You see that? Yeah, there we go. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, we were talking about this earlier because obviously Elaine's got this this mantra that she has for Elaine Bull Limited, which yeah. is it's very symbolic of her horse. What is it? Strength, determination, yeah, and, passion. And, and passion. But I think definitely passion. I think passion and community, and obviously just because that's what you know brings the community, you know, brings the community together, brings like people and kids, getting them really excited about the profession. And I think if we've not got the passion and bringing the community together, then we won't have Get Kids and Survey because I think that's what yeah. really makes it really exciting. Yeah. Beyond like obviously the fun cartoons, it's kind of like going deeper than just seeing the cartoons. Because if you look at the posters without knowing certain things, you'll just be like, oh, it's great. You know, there's a great load of different characters and things. But as soon as you get dig more into it you get to learn the characters you get to learn the stories you realize that actually the characters are related to real people and that's when it becomes really exciting and then you get the passion and the you want to be part of the community and it gets really fun yeah that's the word you've mentioned there probably a dozen times that i love is community and it's funny like surveyors can be very stubborn as you guys probably know and very competitive and driven by ego and that type thing but in order to honestly save the profession it's going to take a community it's going to take us coming together as a community and working together plain and simple to to rebuild not i don't know rebuild maybe rebuild get it takes pe- a village yeah it takes a village no doubt so i really do appreciate you saying that i thought they yeah, were, i thought they were going to steal our ad value make friends <laughs> that that there's only one ad value make friends <laughs> glenn abramowski, glenn abramowski <laughs> exactly all right well we uh Come, gosh, that was a quick hour, no doubt. Uh, I'd, I want to give you guys a chance to, maybe, if there's anything we haven't touched on that you want to get out there or mention, um, you know, now now is your opportunity to do that. We appreciate yeah, you guys I being think here. The main thing is everything's on the website. It's it, we're constantly updating it. 
if you're on any of the social media like Facebook, um, LinkedIn, of course, and, you know, Instagram, we're pushing all those now with our new social media person. So we are going to be doing loads of stuff on there and giveaways and stories and stuff like that. So it's literally just sharing, you know, what we're doing. I think the more people can share what we're up to, um, the better really. Um, and everything's on the getkinsurvey.com website and including all the pricing and stuff. So if you want to check out the sponsorship pricing, fabulous. It's all there. Fantastic. <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough again for being here. This has been awesome. I've been looking forward to having you guys on and giving you a chance to share, you know, everything about yourselves and about get kids in the survey. I was really curious about the, the, the backstory, which we got out there. So that was awesome. So uh, again, just thank you for being here. Yeah, well, thanks so much for asking us. Yeah, it's been it's been awesome, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, as usual, check us out at uh, thegeoholics.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn by simply searching for The Geoholics and download our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. I cannot forget, download our app from the Land Surveyors United site. Email us yeah. at info at thegeoholics.com if you're interested in being a friend of the program or a guest on a future show. We'd love to have you. Pink Floyd, Run Like Hell, available everywhere, of course. Please support our friends of the program every chance you get. Pay it forward. Add value, make friends. And until next time, everybody, be safe and healthy. Thank you to our friends of the program, Land Surveyors United, landsurveyorsunited.com, Parkland College Land Survey Program, parkland.edu forward slash surveying, Unifly, U-N-I-F-L-I dot arrow, Bad Elf, bad-elf.com, Advanced Geodetic Survey, agsgps.com, Safety Apparel, safetyapparel.us, Diamondback Land Surveying, DBAC, ls.com get kids into survey get kids into survey.com <laughs>